We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oregon fans, what's going on? We are back at it. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. Uh, Just wrapped up recording uh, our most recent episode of the Ducks Dish podcast, not even like an hour ago. But uh, as we all know, the news doesn't stop. The Ducks don't sleep and recruiting never stops. So we are back on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Oregon Football Max Taurus is where you can find us. <clears throat> and we are here for another episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. If you guys are here joining us live on the live stream, thank you so much for being here. Throw a comment in the live chat, throw a question my way. I'll see if I can answer it. Lots of stuff to get into today with these two new commitments for Oregon on their recruiting trail. Uh, Brooks looks like he's here. He's saying that he loves this commit. Let's get Fano next, talking about Spencer Fano. And then Brooks also saying what a job Landing and his staff are doing. So leave a comment. Let me know what you guys are thinking about this latest commitment for Oregon on the recruiting trail as the 2023 class and really Oregon recruiting overall looks like they're picking up some serious steam on the recruiting trail and they're not done. Um, They got some other guys that they're looking at. So we got plenty to get into, but let's start off talking about the newest 2023 offensive commit, newest 2023 commit, 2023 Farrington offensive lineman, Iapani Laulaulu has committed to Oregon. Uh, he is a four-star prospect on the 247 Sports Composite, ranked, uh, rated rather, 0.9025, the number 309 player in the country, the number 14 interior offensive lineman, and the number one player in the state of Hawaii. This is a big get for Oregon, no doubt about it, especially when you consider uh, the position and how he's filling a position of need. I'm going to go ahead and throw some highlights up on my screen so that we can follow along and just kind of dig into what kind of player Oregon's getting here. Uh, His nickname is Poncho, which is super cool. Um, If you guys recognize that last name, it's because it should look familiar. Uh, Oregon landed Iapani's older brother, Faope, uh, just a couple years ago on the recruiting trail. Um, And these are two big, big dudes uh, Faope has been at Oregon for a couple years, but hasn't seen too much playing time. But uh, Iapani, he comes in at 6'2", 355 pounds, I believe is what he's listed at. But really big for Oregon, like I said, because of the position of need, you have a lot of guys that are looking to, uh, you're looking at their last season with the Ducks on this veteran offensive line that is 
probably the best in the country right now. I mean, no other school can say that they've only allowed one sack through seven games and Oregon's doing it with a couple of different guys, a couple of different rotations. You're seeing uh, Jackson Powers Johnson get some playing time in there every now and then. Um, so it's not a super, super, you know, uh, we're only seeing five guys. I think that I really like the way Clem is getting some of these other guys involved, like Jackson, like Josh Connerly, a true freshman, former five-star that the Ducks landed over USC. Uh, and then like Dawson Jermillo as well, he's getting in there. So I think this is big for Oregon because – uh, we're up to, you see Oregon up to three offensive line commits now in the 2023 class. You have Bryce Bolton from Palm Desert High School in Southern California. You also have Lipe Moala from Modern Day, the number one team in the entire country. Both Bolton and Moala committed this month in October. So Oregon is doing an awesome job of stacking that momentum and uh, really, really big for Oregon to get uh, Iapani coming out of this big recruiting weekend. He was not on campus this past weekend to visit, but he did take his official visit to Oregon earlier in the year. Um, I think actually earlier in the month, he was in town for his official visit. So this this commitment, while Oregon is the one that obviously won out, uh, there were some other schools that were in the picture here for, uh, for Iapani. Um, you also had Arizona. I think Arizona was the, the probably the number two school in this recruitment. Uh, eight reported scholarship offers for Laulu. Um, they also had Cal, Florida, Hawaii, uh, Tennessee, Miami, Virginia. So a lot of a lot of quality options for uh, Iapani uh, should he have chosen to go elsewhere. Uh, but really big for Oregon to win this one. Uh, it's a big win in terms of just the West Western ties, not necessarily West Coast, but Hawaii is obviously considered a, a Western region, right? Um, and man, what a talented, I think Hawaii might be one of the more underrated, uh, states for, for college football talent, honestly. Um, I don't know too many of the schools out there, but St. Louis is obviously one of the bigger programs that a lot of people know about with, uh, Marcus Mariota going there, Tua going there. Um, I believe Isaac Slade Matautia, uh, a recent duck who's now at SMU went there. So really big for Oregon to keep that Hawaiian pipeline going, uh, to that state, uh, definitely one that they want to keep going to, uh, certainly for offensive linemen, um, defensive linemen, linebackers. Those are some of the positions that we see a little bit more frequently coming out of uh, the Aloha State. Um, but just looking at some of the tape here, you can see how huge he is. Um, and I think what's what's interesting with him is that he has uh, you know, 6'2", 355-pound frame, but he's playing on the interior um, so he has that size. They probably want to trim it down a little bit just to get him to move a little bit better, but you can see him excelling there in pass protection, really good double team, just shucking these, uh, defenders. You can see him showing off his mobility there on the pole as well to get out there in front of the run. Uh, you know, Oregon's going to love that, uh, seeing how well that they, uh, run the ball, put up 262 rushing yards on the number two run defense in the entire pack 12 this past weekend against UCLA. Uh, so that's obviously good news for them. Um, continue to add just bodies that you're going to be able to uh, mold and develop in this offensive line room, because I think you have Alex Forsyth, Ryan Walk, Sala, uh, maybe Steven Jones. Uh, I wonder what will happen with Steven Jones, because we're not sure if he's going to be back this year or not. But Forsyth, 
Salah and Walk, I'm pretty confident, and Bass, I'm pretty sure those are those guys are all going to be gone. So maybe best case scenario, you have uh, Stephen Jones coming back. Marcus Harper should be back. Uh, Jackson Powers Johnson, Dawson Jaramillo. So you have some guys that you're going to be able to work with, but you just want to keep adding for depth, right? And um, I think that one of the things that stands out the most to me about the momentum that Oregon has on the recruiting trail right now is that a lot of people were pretty critical about how Oregon was doing recruiting the offensive line position. And then what do they do? You know, in the span of a month, they just firing off these guys um, from uh, from the recruiting trail and, and adding at a major position of need. So um, I think it was, you know, unfortunate for Oregon that they were, that they missed out on a couple of their big targets um, with uh, the, the biggest one that I thought Oregon was in an awesome position for was Miles McVay, who ended up committing to Alabama. Um, so that was a bummer, but Alabama, they, you know, it's Bama. They have that switch that they can kind of just flip on and, and they can kind of get anybody. Um, but uh, so there's, there was that. And uh, what was I going to say? Um, shoot. Kind of just had a brain fart. Give me a second. Second podcast of the day. So sometimes this, uh, sometimes this happens. Um but yeah, I really just like the momentum that Oregon's built on their recruiting trail. Uh, we have Simi on the big screen asking about how do these recruits fit into the Ducks' upcoming roster. Um, yeah, like I said, you know, Iapani looks like he's going to be playing some interior, um, which I think uh, is probably where Oregon could use some help right now. Uh, I wonder what's going to happen with the tackle spots next year because Bass and Sala are probably both going to be gone. Uh, but that's why it's a good thing that Josh Connerly Jr. has been getting so much play time this year. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's already burned his red shirt. I think he's played in every game this year. So he's getting some really good snaps. Uh, and then we have to see how the rest of that, uh, that the tackle groups fill out. I think you can probably comfortably uh, slide Jackson Powers Johnson or Marcus Harper in at center. Uh, I know that uh, Jackson Powers Johnson has been playing pretty much exclusively center and uh, interior line. So left or right guard so far this year. And I know that Marcus Harper had been, uh, I think he and Jonathan Dennis had been the primary backup centers um, for Oregon these, these past couple of seasons. Jonathan Dennis uh, already at Miami. The, that actually leads into one of my other points. Um, since we're talking about 23 and then we'll talk about 24 with uh, the next commit, AJ Pugliano. The question that always comes up after Oregon lands a big commitment on the recruiting trail is what's next. You know, it's, uh, you know, it seems like you can never be content with, with what just happened, but you're, you're always trying to see what other guys Oregon can add on the recruiting trail. So in 2023, I feel like it's pretty straightforward. I know that one of the biggest names that's still on uh, Oregon's big board has to be Spencer Fano, the uh, offensive lineman out of Utah, uh, out of Provo, Timview High School. He's been on Oregon's campus recently for his official visit. I believe that was the Stanford game that he was there, a game that Oregon just dominated on offense and that offensive line obviously continues to shine um and then i wonder the other name that i was gonna say i think he's kind of a long shot but samson okanlola um from out in massachusetts i think a lot of people the the buzz and the rumor had kind of been that he looked like he was a miami lean for a while now miami's not playing too hot um you know they're losing they're out here losing to duke and turning the ball over seven eight times so who knows? Maybe that'll kind of open the door a little bit for Oregon to kind of get back into that recruitment. But for me, my personal opinion on that one, you know, he's an elite player. Oregon is an elite offensive line uh, factory at this point. I think that Oregon has some ground to make up there, but if they can get him back on campus for a visit, I think that could really pay dividends for them. 
Um, but uh, those are the two main guys I think that uh, I'm kind of keeping my eye on here in, in the 2023 class along the offensive line. Um, looking outside of the offensive line, there are still a couple other uh, guys that Oregon's pushing pretty hard for. They, they just recently uh, officially offered Cameron Cook a 2023 running back out of Texas. I want to say Stony Point is the school he was at, but someone might have to fact check me there. But 2023 running back Cam Cook out of Texas. He's currently committed to TCU, uh, but it looks like Oregon is, is trying to maybe flip him and add another back in this 23 recruiting class to pair with Dante Dowdell, the stud running back out of Mississippi. Another guy that Oregon uh, looks like they're kind of back in it for is 2023 Notre Dame running back commit Jaden Lamar. Uh, I had heard that he was on campus this weekend. Uh, I wasn't able to confirm that one myself. Um, I think I was listening to, to Steve Wiltfong on the Wiltfong Whip Around uh, this morning. He does a cr- tremendous job covering recruiting. So if you follow recruiting, you obviously know him. But kind of interesting to see some reports or see some buzz about Oregon and Jaden Lamar. Uh, I think that I talked to Jaden Lamar a couple times throughout the recruiting process, and he was very, very high on Oregon. We know how well Oregon's done in the state of Washington. Josh Connerly, Caleb Presley here in 2023. Uh, certainly a state that has been very, very kind to Oregon here uh, recently on the recruiting trail. And another state that I think is really uh, kind of increasing their stock on a year after year basis. So maybe we'll see what Oregon can do getting back into that recruitment. Certainly sounds like Jane Lamar is at least willing to hear them out, seeing that he came out on campus for a visit. Uh, and then Peyton Bowen, the uh, five-star, high four-star Notre Dame safety commit out of Texas. He was out uh, out on a visit to Oregon this past weekend. So kind of interesting to see that Oregon's bringing in some of these uh, players committed elsewhere. Uh, you also have Tretch Kekahuna, the wide receiver committed to Wisconsin out of Las Vegas, Bishop Gorman, teammates with current Duck commit Cody DeCambra, who is a safety. So you have all these interesting moving pieces, and I think it, it's kind of laying the foundation for some more fireworks potentially for Oregon on the recruiting trail. Oregon's 2023 class currently ranks 10th in the country, uh, according to 247 Sports, uh, obviously headlined by Dante Moore and uh, Jurion Dickey, the two five stars, um, number eight and number 14 in the country, respectively. So really like just how this Oregon class is coming together. Um, Obviously, offensive line has been a need for them. So they're doing a good job of, of addressing that need, finding those needs and addressing them. And at the same time that all this is going on, you have to make sure that you keep uh, these guys committed. You, I mean, just like I just mentioned, uh, Oregon is, is still going after other guys committed elsewhere. I'm sure that some of these guys are still hearing from other schools as well. Not to say that their commitments aren't solid, but just to say, you know, other schools aren't going to stop until that letter of intent is signed. Uh, so we have 21 overall verbal commitments for Oregon so far in the 2022, 2023 class, excuse me. And let's check in on the Pac-12 picture uh, because Oregon still remains at the top with a narrow lead over the USC Trojans, 264.23 points uh, compared to USC's 259.64. Two more commits than the Trojans. I believe the Trojans' most recent commit was Elijah Page, the offensive lineman out of Pinnacle High School, I want to say, in the 2023 class. Uh, I was just talking to Malachi Nelson last Friday after uh, Los Alamitos' win over Huntington Beach. 
Um, but yeah, you can see there he is, Elijah Page, four-star offensive lineman out of Pinnacle. So I was I was right on that one. But this, uh, yeah, this recruiting battle is just going to be really interesting to follow. And then you see Washington; they had a bunch of momentum on their recruiting trail a while ago. It seems like they've kind of cooled off. Stanford's there at fourth, which is interesting because they're just having such a rough year. Uh, but Utah there at five. If, if Utah can shift it into high gear and really start recruiting, I think that could be an entertaining uh, Pac-12 recruiting battle to watch. But Oregon continues to do what they're supposed to do. I think you want to add some more linebackers there in the 23 recruiting class. A uh, couple of DBs they're still going after. You have Dalen Austin, the Long Beach Poly cornerback, who's committed to LSU, just took his official visit to the boot this past weekend. You also have Roderick Pleasant, who's supposed to be in town for his Oregon official visit. Uh, that weekend that Oregon plays Utah. And I believe he just took his official visit to Cal over the weekend. So that is a recruitment that is probably going to come down to the wire. Uh, I think Penn State and Miami are also trying to get involved in that recruitment, but we know that Roger Pleasant has been very high on Oregon for a while. So kind of just some final thoughts on Iapani. Really like the addition. Does, does, or does Is there a better school? Maybe someone can look this up. Is there a better school in the country that utilizes the brother connection on the recruiting trail? Legitimate question. I mean, there's so many brotherhood connections that Oregon's had recruiting. You have the Laulaulu brothers with Faope and Iapani. You have the Sewell brothers with Noah and Justin. I'm sorry, Noah and uh, Panay, excuse me. You have the Flo brothers with Justin and Jonathan. Um, I'm trying to think of, you have the Herbert brothers with Justin and, and Patrick. Um, I'm trying to think of some more here off the top of my head. Uh, I want to say that's most of them, uh, right now. Hopefully I'm not leaving anybody out, but Oregon is like undefeated when it comes to the brother connection and utilizing that in the, uh, on the recruiting trail. So big, big get for the ducks with Iapani Laulaulu as the ducks push into top 10 territory, averaging a 90.82 recruiting ranking per commit. So that's solid four-star ground. Don't go anywhere. We're going to talk about Oregon's second commit of the day on the recruiting trail right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. All right, welcome back to the Duck Station Podcast. I'm your host, Max Torres, sipping on a Snapple today. Not sponsored, but if you guys have watched the show for a while, you know how much I love Snapple. So it's a good day. Ducks got two commits. I'm uh, drinking a Snapple, talking about my favorite thing, uh, Oregon football and recruiting. So can't complain too much. I'm also going to a concert later tonight. Super excited for that. Going to see Rex Life Raj, one of my favorite artists from the Bay Area. But you guys didn't come here to hear to hear about my day. Uh, you came here to talk about some recruiting, and uh, we got some folks here in the chat. Um, so excited that you guys are here and uh, just continue to throw some comments and, and my way, questions my way, and a reminder to like the video and subscribe to the channel. Our next storyline, 2024 North Medford tight end AJ Pugliano has committed to Oregon. Uh, this announcement really coming in, I want to say, within maybe 30 minutes of Iapani's commitment. Uh, so this is some some big news for Oregon. Like I said, he's out of North Medford High School. Uh, not a ton of offers uh, so far, considering which is a bit of a surprise considering how, how high caliber of a player he is. Uh, only other offers that were on the table, according to his 247 Sports profile, is Oregon, Arizona, Oregon State, and Washington State. But if we're looking at some of the rankings here, um, there's a little bit of a discrepancy between the 247 Sports one and the 247 Sports composite. Uh, 247 has him as the number 92 player in the country, the number five tight end in the country, and the number one player in the state of Oregon. And then if you look at the 247 Sports composite, which takes in the other services as well, there's quite a drop off. Number 219 player in the country. Uh, and number 11 tight end and number two prospect in the state of Oregon. Uh, I think the number, the other player there in the number one, uh, the number one discussion is um, Joey Olson from Lake Oswego. He's committed to USC. Um, oh yeah. Trey play has the, the comment, the die brothers. That was another uh, brotherhood connection for Oregon on the recruiting trail. So thanks for, for catching me there. Um but yeah, so just just kind of peeling back the layers a little bit more on on this. Um, let's see, um, another one on the uh, recruiting trail that uh, we saw for for Oregon. Um, let's see. Sorry, I'm getting a little bit distracted here because um, I'm seeing some other storylines here on uh, on Twitter. Um, so sorry about that. Give me a second. Um, Okay, here we go. Back to AJ Pugliano. Let's throw on some highlights and uh, learn a little bit more about Oregon's newest commit. We're looking at Joey Olson, who is a six foot three and a half, two hundred and twenty pound tight end out of North Medford High School, obviously in Southern Oregon. But here are his highlights. Here we go. Um, yeah, I, I think that uh, first and foremost, I think that. Uh, it's great that Oregon gets a start here in the 2024 class. Like I just said, talking about uh, the last commitment, I really like where Oregon's 23 class is at. Has some pretty clear areas where you want to add some people, but it is really, really solid. Uh, you got an awesome quarterback, some great receivers, a nice running back, solid secondary, and then tons of bodies on that defensive line. Some edge rushers. We know how important that rushing the passer has been for Oregon for any defense. But now you're able to turn the page a little bit. Not The finishing touches are not uh, complete on the 2023 class, but 
the really good schools that know how to recruit at a high, high level, you're not just getting commits from one class at a time. You're able to push the envelope, look further ahead into the future, and you can see A.J. Pugliano here um, just excelling as a pass catcher. Looks like he's a a really athletic prospect, and, and they like to use him in a variety of ways. You see him there working out wide. The guy can run, too. Um, and I think that getting just athletes at the tight end position is, is what's so important. And, um, really how can you, how can you not want to play in this Oregon offense right now as a tight end, right? Are you seeing what, what Terrence Ferguson is doing, what Nico or not Nico, sorry, uh, Maliki Matavau is doing Cam McCormick got another touchdown last week. Patrick Herbert's getting a little bit more involved. So the tight end is so prevalent and relevant in Kenny Dillingham's offense. You're seeing how they like to get used. You have the 14J formation where all four tight ends are, are used pretty much at once, and um, they know how to block. That's for sure. Um, Oregon's just had some awesome tight end play in recent years, really underutilized uh, under Joe Moorhead and, and Mario Cristobal, but I think we've talked about that quite a bit, how um, you know Joe Moorhead didn't necessarily get to run the offense that he wanted to run. But you add an athlete – like AJ Pugliano, and I think it just it it's it raises the floor significantly for your offense moving forward. Uh, tight end, not really a position in particular of need for Oregon uh, on the recruiting trail. Like I said, uh, so Cam McCormick, that's going to be his last year. But I believe Patrick Herbert, Terrence Ferguson, Maliki Montevao, those guys should all be back next year. And then the twenty three class, you got another really really good athlete in Kenyon Sadiq out of Idaho. Uh, he's going to be playing tight end for Oregon. Once he gets here, uh, Terrell Tillman is a, a an edge rusher from the 2021 recruiting class that moved to tight end this year, and they've spoken very highly, uh, you know, in the Oregon circles about his speed. Uh, even though he just moved over there, they say he's the fastest tight end in the room. Um, but just because tight end isn't a position of need, that doesn't mean that you're going to turn down a guy that has the ability to be a contributor for your school, especially if he's in state. The, the whole thing with Oregon, I think it's an interesting point that some people don't completely understand what I mean when I talk about how important it is to get the top guys in your state. Oregon doesn't produce talent like a lot of these other powerhouse states do, right? They, they're not out here producing talent at the level of of a California or of a Texas or of a Florida. But when they do produce guys uh, that are – when the state does produce guys that are capable of contributing at the power five level or, you know, at a school like Oregon, it's important to get them. you got to make sure, and this staff has, they've shown that it's a priority to keep the best players home. You want to be playing at a level and have a culture that makes players want to stay home and, and play for Oregon, like Trajan Williams, who was out of the Portland area, um, like, uh, like uh, Marion Winston, who was also out of the Portland area. Um, the, the previous staff, or I guess I should say in the 22 and the 23 classes, I was writing that today in this story, they didn't do the best job uh, of keeping some of these in-state guys in. Although part of that, I think has to do with the transition, the coaching transition, right? Darius Clemens, top 2022 prospect in the state of Oregon. He ends up committing to Michigan. He's a really, uh, really, really talented wide receiver. Uh, he's out there playing for Jim Harbaugh. And then in 23, you had Riley Williams at uh, Central Catholic, who you thought was kind of a duck lock for a while, especially because his brother Corbin played at Oregon, played his college football at Oregon. But then uh, Riley Williams decides to transfer to IMG. 
and what happens after that. Mario Cristobal has the uh, head coaching job at Miami, and now he's committed to Miami. Um, you know, similar similar story with Jaden Wayne transferring to IMG. So those are some guys that Oregon looked like they were in a great spot for, uh, but the coaching carousel can kind of just throw things for a, a loop without a doubt. Um, so I think that it's really good that Oregon's able to get their a jump on the 2024 class. A couple other names to watch in 2024 since we're on that topic. Brandon Baker, I think, could be one of those guys that could be next in line to join this class for Oregon. Uh, Modern-day offensive lineman. Um, seen him play multiple times this year. He is a beast. Teammates with Lipe Moala would be cool to have them playing together at the next level. Um, just about, I think, 10, 12, maybe 15 guys from Modern Day came to visit uh, from Oregon uh, over the weekend. And uh, Brandon Baker was one of those guys. Uh, let me see if I can find the picture because if you guys haven't seen the picture already, it is really, really cool. Um, so here we go. Let me see. Share my screen here for those on YouTube. Um, here's DeAndre Carter's tweeting of the picture. Had a great time at the Oregon game. Thanks for the hospitality. And then you can see uh, Brandon Baker is all the way over here on the left. And I mean, the, the timing of the picture with the United plane taking off is just perfection. It's just super cool. And then you got Elijah Brown here, uh, modern day quarterback. You have Aiden Breland, uh, edge rusher, 2024. Uh, DeAndre Carter, another huge elite offensive lineman, 2024. Jordan Davison also visited. Nate Frazier also visited from modern day. So there's just so much talent there. Uh, but Brandon Baker is definitely one of those guys I would keep an eye on in 2024. Also keep an eye on 2024 linebacker, Justin Williams. Uh, he visited over the weekend and uh, sounds like there's some pretty good buzz around uh, Oregon's chances there uh, with, uh, with Justin Williams. He goes to Oak Ridge high school in Conroe, Texas. He visited Oregon in August, I want to say, or it was late July. Late July, he visited Oregon, uh, got an offer back in June, and he came back for that return trip. I want to say it was for around SNL, but uh, this is a really, really high-level linebacker in the 2024 class, um, and, and I think Oregon's in a great spot there. He was on campus this past weekend, uh, and the staff is very, very high on him. Um, so I think that those are some other big names you want to watch here in the 2024 class for Oregon as they continue to stay hot on the recruiting trail. Um, but I think that the, the 2024 class for Oregon, it has the potential to pick up a lot of speed very, very quickly. Um, Oregon also hosted Miles Jackson, Long Beach Millican, um, Long Beach, California, Millican High School, 2024 quarterback that they are very high on. Miles Jackson also took a visit out to Washington. He has a lot of Pac-12 interest early on in his recruitment. And they also hosted Elijah Brown this past weekend. And Elijah Brown, he hasn't lost a game at the high school level. He's been starting at modern day since he was a true freshman, and he's just in his junior year. He's an absolute stud. Uh, man, Oregon would love to get him in the fold for the 2024 class, but I don't, I don't feel like that recruitment's going to be over for a very long time. You got USC right in the backyard there with Lincoln Riley. Uh, I've seen Lincoln Riley at some of the modern day games. Uh, I saw Lincoln Riley at the modern day game against St. John Bosco. And then I saw him at the uh, Los Alamitos game that I was at last week. He stopped by to see Malachi Nelson and Mikai Lemon. So it seems like, you know, Oregon's obviously able to get guys out of Los Angeles and Southern California still, but it's going to be significantly harder. Or at least there's going to be more competition 
with USC recruiting the way they are. UCLA really isn't that much of a threat on the recruiting trail. I think their class is in the 80s uh, after losing uh, Roger Robinson to um, Georgia. They did just land RJ Jones, a St. John Bosco safety. So they're doing a little bit of a better job just recruiting some of that local talent in their backyard. And St. John Bosco is one of the best schools in the country. So we all know the story there. But, um, but yeah, just to, to kind of wrap this up with, with A.J. Pugliano, I think it's a, a really solid get for Oregon. Uh, it's someone that had been very closely linked to Oregon for the longest time, uh, but he decided to go ahead and, and make the official call today, Monday, October 24th. So really good for Oregon, really good news for Oregon on the recruiting trail. They're super hot on the recruiting trail, landing three offensive linemen in the month of October. And then they also got a jump start on 2024. Uh, you know that of all the positions that you want to attack on the recruiting trail, especially when you're starting a new class, quarterback has to be one of them. And they're absolutely prioritizing that position with Miles Jackson and Elijah Brown both coming in to visit this past weekend. And hey, what can you say? Southern California has probably the best quarterback talent in the country. Um, it's just a hot, a hot spot, hot bed for talent, uh, specifically for quarterbacks. And you have Bryce Young. Uh, out there at, at Alabama, he's he's a, a, a former modern day guy. You have DJ Uyunglele, uh at Clemson, so they're they're just making their mark all across the country, all across college football. But two big gets for Oregon on the recruiting trail with Yapani Laulaulu and AJ Pugliano. But uh, that'll do it for us here on this episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. If you guys are tuned in live, appreciate you guys being here and showing some support. Uh, do me a favor, you know the rules, hit the like button, s- subscribe to the channel, and uh, share the Ducks Dish podcast. Share it with your friends, family, other Duck fans. You guys know how it works, but I really, really appreciate the support, and make sure you guys are tuned in to all my written work with interviews on top Oregon targets over on DucksDigest.com. We are pushing for a new milestone on the Ducks Dish podcast, some, some numbers that I've really been grinding on. I don't want to say the number, but I think we're going to get there. And it's because of you guys supporting, sticking around, listening, uh, sharing the show and all that good stuff. So just know when I say thank you, it is coming from the bottom of my heart and I greatly appreciate it. But that'll do it for us here on this episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you on the next episode. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com